I went through that process and people started reaching out to me like, Hey, can you train me or do this? I'm thinking, no, this isn't for you. This is all about me. Like go somewhere else. And then it clicked. Then it was like, if people are inspired by you and they want to connect with you, that is the goal. That's the dream right there because it's passion driven and it's purpose led and it's something that you enjoy. And so I did, I got my certifications and I did all of the certs and then I did nutrition and I did life coaching and kind of created this package. And from there, it's just kind of grown. So about 10 years later, almost 11 years, I've kind of crafted this new life. And to your point, me thinking that my life was going to look like one direction and now seeing where it is now, I mean, who I am as a person, who I am as a woman, who I am as a professional I wouldn't have it any other way. I can't even imagine that life that I thought I wanted. Time to hit the gym. Better do it smart. Get your own coach. There where you are. Start the day right. There in your home. With the smartest gym in the world. Ready, set, go. Smart gym. Smart bar. Smart training. There you are. Customizing it right. Welcome to the Superset Podcast, Episode 7. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. You okay over there? I am okay. (laughs) For people that that maybe got trimmed, maybe it didn't, I don't know. But I just had a big old yawn as we were starting, which is why she was giggling at me, because she was ready to go, and I was... And he looked chagrined. <laughs> I was yawning up a storm. Call me Yanni, master of the pan flute. So hopefully things go okay. We had a technical snafu. On, yeah, we did. On the other podcast today, Crystal sat in on Real Spoilers, which is the movie podcast that I do with some friends, which is why we have all this wonderful equipment for yeah. the podcast people actually. That's what started it all. For the podcast people actually listen to. So we were recording and, and the dog came into the room and the dog's normally pretty tame. Yeah. And we're like, oh, she'll be fine. Yeah. And she goes over and she starts, of all things, <laughs> sniffing the power strip. So if you if you could see this this monitor where I'm holding my hand, for those of you looking on YouTube, right? There's a there's a power strip directly behind it, right here. <laughs> and there's a power strip. She goes behind it and she's sniffing the power strip. Don't worry, the dog is okay. Yeah. Nothing happens to the dog. We're not. <laughs> yes, dog's yeah. okay. I, we would not be recording right now. Right. The dog yeah. Not so, okay. <laughs> but as she was sniffing, she hit the power button and killed the power to everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it made this loud pop. Yeah. And and then she was a little scared. I don't think she'll be sniffing the power. Anymore, <laughs> which it also is one of my favorite ACDC albums, Sniffing the Power Strip. Like, oh, yeah. oh man, that's, that's a good, good one. one. That's a good one. So <laughs> enough of the behind the scenes shenanigans. What do you have in store for people? We are going to talk about a website that has been spotted mm. that is giving bad information. Very bad. In- incorrect information. Shocking. Yeah. Which we'll talk about. Yeah. Then there are new features to talk about. There's tonal talks we got to talk through. I mean, we have to talk about the tonal talks. Right. We're going to talk about the tonal talks. Yes. New features. And then next week on tonal talk, they'll talk about our talking about the tonal talk. (laughs) There's a tonal contest we're going to talk about. And then all kinds of new content that's coming up as well. So we have a lot to dig into. Awesome. Well, let's 
Dig in. You, you stole my dig in. Oh, sorry. I forgot to say, by the way, that our, we have our interview with our the brand new tonal coach, right? Coach Allison. Coach Allison Tibbs joined us for awesome. this episode. Well, before we get to all that, <laughs> shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. It just shows up like magic right there in your phone or whatever device you utilize for the podcasting retrievals. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash superset podcast. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And uh, yeah, that there's all that. So uh are we going to? Well, normally I would say let's dig in, but you ruined it. You ruined it. I'm a ruiner. You're a ruining a nerd, a nerd. I am. Yeah. So let's just check everything out, shall we? <laughs> let's. So a tonal website popped up this week. It's been around it's for been a while. It's been around for a little bit. Okay. But it's not a tonal website. It's not. And, and it fooled me. Like, yeah. I didn't bring it up before because I was so convinced that it was real it looks just like the actual tonal website yeah and so for anybody listening and you're like wait and you're running over to your computer to check okay it's called it's tonal uk i believe yeah is the website tonaluk.com and so i thought this was my hypothesis that tonal was making plans to move into the uk they had put some information out there to start gathering interest and names. Right. And that it was not live yet in the sense that you cannot buy the product. Right. That's what I thought. But then when I I asked a tonal member, they were like, oh, no, that's fake. I was shocked. Yeah, that's crazy. So on the offhand chance you live in the UK and you're interested in a tonal or maybe you have a tonal and you have friends that live in the UK. And you're you've been talking it up and they've stumbled across this. Do not give this website your information because nobody really knows. We don't who know it who is. owns it. We don't know where it, it, this information's going. Yeah, what they're planning on doing with it. Like, it's just it's probably some sort of lazy corporate espionage. But it's kind of creepy. It is creepy. You're just sending your information. Like, if you're just submitting your email address, you have no idea you're submitting it to God knows where. Yeah. And especially since if you get a reply from them, like you have no way of it's a lot of times when people get kind of scammed through email stuff, it's kind of like use some common sense. But this one's pretty crafty. Yeah. So I I get why someone might fall for it. And hopefully people hear this and figure it out and steer clear of it. And I know that there are going to be people out there that are, are wondering, well, is Tonal moving to the UK? We don't know what the timeline is for their international expansion. Right. But um, we do know this ain't it. Yes. Like the, what you're seeing is not is it. not it. Do not fall for it. Yes. <laughs> Here there be dragons. Don't go there. Be dragons. <laughs> Slay the dragons. Yeah. Did you see Total? I'm going astray. Okay. But you said dragons. Sure. This year at Home Depot, there is going to be a fire breathing or a smoke breathing. This is not fire. A smoke breathing dragon that you can put out on your lawn. And it's like oh, six feet tall. That. And I want it. <laughs> <laughs> for Halloween. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. For all the trick or treat. Oh, wait. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Never point. mind. Okay. Moving right along. Yep. <laughs> they have made... An update to advanced weight modes. Yes. So I have not noticed what this feels like because I'm kind of a wuss and I don't do the advanced weight modes <laughs> as often as I, I could. 
They're hard. But that's now, why it's advanced. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you start with Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> right? And then you work your way up to advanced Dungeons and Dragons. This is my I, fault for bringing the smoke, the smoke I, breathing dragon. I would have went there anyway. I have to translate <laughs> this into nerd so I understand it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Just... <laughs> well, now you will receive a slightly lower base recommendation okay when you're enabling chains or the eccentric mode that way it gives you like a consistent intensity level for your set okay so like you i know that you don't use a machine so what i guess i'm saying is like let's say you were you had eight pounds on a bicep curl okay you put one of these advanced modes on it might feel like double the intensity that you were doing okay so they've kind of lowered it slightly to give it more even keel so like if you went up a half an inch on your graph before now maybe you'll only go up a quarter inch gotcha to kind of ramp it down a little but don't be upset that's intentional yes it's intentional and healthier you didn't do anything to cause that no don't take it personal (laughs) they're not judging you (laughs) they did this to everyone it's okay You know, there are people out there that are like, what does that mean? Did I, <laughs> am I not doing it right? Did You're I, doing it great. am I getting weaker? What is happening? Why don't they love me anymore? <laughs> there was a uh, recent tonal talk with Ali Arati and Ryan Vance. So the CEO and chief content. Yeah, I think it's chief content officer. Okay. I, I neglected to put the word officer, but I was also wondering. I wasn't sure if I was right. I just know he's the guy that's in charge of the content. He is the uppermost guy. Gotcha. So that's why some would call him a chief. Yeah, (laughs) that's where the chief came from. Right. (laughs) Sometimes when I run out of time to put episodes together, I get it. This is what happens. You're very busy. I am. (laughs) Okay, but this tonal talk—if you have not tuned in, you need to go back and look. And it is over on the official tonal community. It is also on the tonal YouTube channel. You can find it there as well. This was. Oh, I love all the tonal talks so much. This was a very informative tonal talk because they discussed all of the inventions and design that went into making the tonal. You see, so you remember way back whenever we interviewed Ali. Right. And he talked about the very first version of the machine was like. It was all ball bearings. Right. <laughs> no, but it was like strapped to his kitchen table. Right. You remember yeah. how he told us about that? Well, the entire theory of using electromagnetism is what is used in cars. So he didn't come up with that theory. But then he took that and was like, I'm going to now see if I can replicate the feel of a machine at the gym, a cable machine, by using electronic weights. That in and of itself is an invention and patented. Right. And Ali was talking about how he has had patents throughout his career. This is not his first one. Right. Also, he patented things along the way. So as they continue to refine the machine, the arms themselves are a complete new way to do exercise equipment. So that was patented, etc. It was really, really cool. So does that mean when we see some of these other machines with arms that they might have problems down the road? Well, I don't I don't know if they will have gotcha. problems because one of the interesting, but I had noticed that some of the competitors that are out there, I'm going to pick on form because I've been watching them very closely right. and that's the one that sticks in my mind. Their arm goes all the way down to the floor, unlike tonals. So oh. tonals can slide up and down, right. but it doesn't like... The length of it isn't from the top of the machine to the floor, whereas forms starts about a third of the way down the machine. No, probably a fourth of the way down the machine. And then it runs all the way to the floor. 
And the joint on this thing, it like looks like like it's a six inch plate. Right. I noticed that it was really kind of a little clunky looking. Right. Yeah. And so now you can hide the arms on form. So mm-hmm. when it's not in use, you can tuck that away. So it's right. not there. But I just like that specific thing that Tonal did. They took those arms and they made them look so sleek. Right. And it's like when we own it, we take it for granted all of the work that went into it to make it look that amazing. Yeah. So I was just really blown away by how much went into the design whenever you really break it down. Yeah. And the AI, like even the smart handles, you know, they have the sensors in the handles So that's one of the ways that it can measure if you're struggling and it turns on that spotter mode. Like it's because that sensor can tell when it's shaking. Gotcha. And so it's like little things that really show how much time was taken in the design aspect to how is a person going to use this? That question was asked over and over again. Not just that, but it sounds like like they were really thinking past the next step like they were like so too. like eight steps from now what can we make this handle do by putting the sensor in it not just what's it going to do tomorrow what's it going to do five years from now precisely that's dead on also it was a fun tonal talk to listen to because brian vance mm-hmm. <laughs> he kept i think much to kate telgi's chagrin kept uh, dropping <laughs> hints about new things that were coming, such as new family content, new types of workouts that you can do with the instructors, but they still allow you to go at your own pace, which I'm really curious to see how that works. That will be fascinating to figure out the logistics on something like that. And more advanced modes. So curious. Sorry, Kate. Had to talk about it. Yeah, you put it out there. You got no one to, <laughs> you got no one to blame but yourself. Well, actually, she can blame Ryan. Okay, you've got no one to blame but yourself and Ryan. <laughs> Envision her next week just killing the feed mid sentence. (laughs) You know, Ryan did have technical difficulties. Maybe, maybe it wasn't a technical difficulty. (laughs) Suddenly, we're like info wars. (laughs) He was blaming it on the Safari because he had the whatever Zoom or whatever it was pulled up in Safari. But maybe it was actually Kate over there, like connecting dots. (laughs) We're connecting dots. While we're talking about tonal talks. We should talk about this tonal talk. <laughs> this is a lot of talking. It is a lot of talking. Upcoming with Mark Allen, the guy behind the new triathlon series. Yeah. So we've talked about before, and I think it was just the last episode because mm-hmm. it's brand new, that Mark Allen is going to be a guest coach for the triathlon series. And so first of all, I want to make sure that I mention that there's another triathlon program that's getting ready to launch on August 17th called Triathlon Power And that the first one was triathlon endurance. So this one is power and it is going to be in season training. That's going to maximize strength and muscular stamina without overtraining. So you can keep doing your training. You can just keep doing all your cardio, but get to work on your muscles. So you will get to hear from him directly on August 19th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Now, I also want to mention... Speaking of things that Kate didn't want people saying during tonal talks. Yeah. It also (laughs) was mentioned by Ryan. That there could be more guest coaches in the future. So we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for that one. New Tonal Features. There's a new addition to the Tonal mobile app. Yeah, this is freaking cool. This is cool. Have I told you about this one yet, Tom? I don't know. You talk about a lot of things. (laughs) I'm glad you listened. (laughs) I feel... So validated (laughs) and heard. Was that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So this new feature allows you to look 
at your progress in a program week over week. Okay. So this is pretty cool and also very humbling because (laughs) (laughs) my most recent program was Power to the Max with Coach Nicolette. Right. And it is hard. Like, it's a freaking hard program. It's got Max right there in the title. Well, even when we interviewed Coach Nicolette, she was like, oh, that was hard. Right. That's probably my hardest program. Well, so there you go. But, okay, so my upper body, I've been struggling with coming up with just the right kind of... I don't think I was always doing my form correctly, which meant that sometimes I moved up a pound or two in resistance over time and I wasn't in the right form. So I've been really trying to focus on form. Gotcha. And as I focus on form, I have found that I have to reduce. Right. That Now, the weights are a little bit higher because you'd been kind of not cheating, but not doing it in the optimal way. I wasn't focused on the right muscles. Right. And, And when we interviewed Coach Nicolette, that was another tip that she gave me. And so I've been trying it. Well, as a result, as I look week over week, I have actually gone down. <laughs> My scale goes the wrong way. <laughs> Just pretend it's a coronavirus curve and you'll feel good about it. Oh, but hey, that's really cool feedback because now I can know that like, okay, well, I need, I mean, it was a one-off. I'm not always going to sure. be reducing it. Yeah. But you're essentially, you're establishing a new baseline and then you will do the forms correctly and you will start to see that increase and you will get more benefit because you're doing it properly. That is absolutely true. And it's knowledge that I have that like, okay, just because I'm completing a program doesn't mean that I actually did any like real movement forward. You well, know, I mean, I'm not saying it's not good for me. I'm glad right. I did it. I know you're thinking I'm talking myself down and I'm, yes. I'm not trying. I know I do that sometimes. What? I've had a time or two. Yes. But it, I'm just saying that like there's w- more than one way to look at something. Right. And this was like surprising to me to see that I, I kind of decreased <laughs> in a couple of areas. So I really like it. And it also shows you how your strength score progresses during the program. So just make sure that you have the latest up-to-date version of the mobile app, which is 3.7.0. You kind of like it now. Once you've kind of reset the, the scale, so to speak, then you'll like it a lot. Yes. Tonal has a fun contest going on. Yeah. They want to see your workout videos. It's pretty cool. And I haven't done it. I can't believe I haven't done it. I, I want to do it. I don't even know if I can win. Can I win if I do this podcast? Because I feel like I can't. I'm thinking you can't. But you guys can. And so what you do is in this contest will have ended when you hear this because it launches on 812. Ah. So but for those of you who hadn't heard about it, the cool thing is, is that you just have to film yourself doing a couple of your tonal moves. That's it. And you don't have to like have makeup on or do your hair like they want to see the real you. Right. So you don't have to. Three lucky winners are going to be randomly selected. They win a one-on-one virtual personal trainer with a tonal coach. Nice. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I'm a big fan of contests that give away experiences rather than things. I agree. I mean, things are fun to win, too. Don't get me wrong. We've (laughs) we've done contests where we give away things, so I don't mean to disparage that, but it's like, but like I know when I was in radio, I was always like, well, instead of giving somebody tickets, like what if we had the band go to their house for a barbecue and play acoustic like that by the way that's really a thing that he did yeah it was called firehouse at your house (laughs) we took firehouse to some lucky winners home and uh the drummer got a prize too oh okay (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah so i think that's a really cool prize that's more than just here's a tonal merch i i agree and i might have kind of misspoken the contest 
it doesn't end on the 12th in that that's not when they're going to pick the winners. What's going to happen is that's the last day that you have to submit your videos. So gotcha. if you do hear this podcast on the 12th, you still have time. You can quickly. You just got to be quick like a bunny. Yeah. Put a little hustle in your bustle. And get to it. <laughs> new tonal content. Tons of new programs coming out. So this is one program, but then tons of workouts. I'm going to have to figure out a way to, to put these in a. In a system that you recognize. We're still getting the kinks worked out with this. Gotcha. But the brand new program that is this this week or this two-week period is called True Strength with Coach Nicolette. It sounds terrifyingly hard, but also like a super different way to do it. And I love the way that every time I do one of these programs, they are incorporating different techniques. Like whenever I did Power to the Max, she did what was a PAP method, which like took... We did five sets every workout of one move. So okay. every time there would be a, a different move that you focused on and there'd be five sets and they'd have it would go back and forth between five reps and three reps. My point being, this one is completely different. This one is descending reps that keep the volume low. So as you move through the program, the number of reps during each block actually goes down. Okay. But they're also using, she's also using chains mode for an extra challenge. And it says here, which I'm super excited about, the program features different moves in the second half for more variety. Interesting. Yeah. So that's super cool. And then there's a bunch of one-off workouts that they've been working on. And so that's the other half of it. Okay. So the first one is flexible recovery with Coach Francis. And it's 44 minutes of focusing on full body recovery, major joints, hips, and shoulders. So you can work on your mobility. Then there is barbell bar with Coach Gabby, advanced full body. And that is a new kind of bar workout that uses the tonal bar. And yeah, it is interesting. That's a really clever usage of that, of the barbell. Yeah, I'm very curious about this one because it says that it says balance and complement your strength training by improving posture and alignment. So I'm curious how they integrate that bar into the workout. Yeah. And then finally, there's an upcoming tonal lab. Yeah, another really cool collaboration that tonal has done this time with Therabody. So the Tonal Lab is called Recover Like a Pro with Therabody. And you can actually use your percussion recovery instrument. Right. And you'll learn how to use it correctly to get the most out of that machine. So, so even like for starters, not against your head. Yeah, yeah. That you right. <laughs> not do that. That is correct. Also, they just added anybody in the Tonal community, you can get 10% off of purchase of a Therabody product. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Checking in with the Tonal Team. So joining us today via the magic of the Zoom tube is the newest addition to the Tonal Instructor staff, <laughs> Allison Tibbs. Hey, Allison, how's it going? It's going well. Yeah, this is day six of being a Tonal coach. So this <laughs> So you've got it all down pat. You know all the things. Easy money. You just ask me any questions. I'll give you about maybe 2% of the answers that you're looking for. (laughs) So with everything that's going on in the world right now, have you even actually been in the office slash studios yet? So I have. So I've already filmed three workouts. 
Uh, my, yeah. So they're already up, they're on tonal, they're, they're ready to go plus an at, at home meditation. But my journey into becoming a tonal coach has been a long process because I've been going through the, the, the testing process for about a year. Oh, uh, whoa. yeah. So it was like, like birthing a baby kind of situation <laughs> <laughs> period of the whole thing. But really towards the end, it was COVID and, you know, that just put a whole kibosh on everything. So sure. I have been into the office a few times, but pre-COVID. And then recently I was in the studio uh, recording. Well, that's awesome. So I'm really curious about this. How did you first find out about Tonal? And of course, we want to hear all the details about this interview process. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's juicy. <laughs> I ended up learning about Tonal from one of my clients. So I'm a personal trainer in San Francisco. My client got a Tonal for Christmas. Uh-oh. And, yeah. So I already <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, and so I had this chip on my shoulder about tonal and he then said, would you be okay just coming over and helping me just to get acclimated with this machine? I just want to make sure like my form is okay. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So I go to his house and we do a session and then, you know, I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. This is... <laughs> I kind of like this. And so from that process, I would go to his house like a couple of days a week just to make sure that what he was doing, not with me, but with the tonal, we'd have the right program for him and everything. So at that point, he's sitting down on the chair and he says, you know, Al, on the bench, and he goes, Allison, it would be awesome. And also my worst nightmare. If one day I looked up and saw your face in the tonal. <laughs> we joked about it and we laughed about it. And then literally 24 hours later, I get a phone call from someone in Tonal. And they're like, hey, your name came up in a meeting. Not sure if you've ever heard of Tonal or if this is something you've been thinking about doing, but we'd love to have a conversation with you. Then from there, just things started happening. So, and I think the, another reason why I was so adamant about like, I will wait this like interview process out as long as possible because the story is just too good for me not to be a coach at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I went through the whole process and yeah, so it's been interesting. I've learned so much more from it. And even from the first time I saw it until, I mean, today, the changes that Tonal has made throughout the process of how they record and the structure and the format and even the set uh, has changed drastically. So I also feel like I'm coming in at that sweet spot where tonal is like glitzy and glam and fancy and super innovative. And, you know, I've kind of been along the back seat, like just like watching the process. Oh, wow. But that had to be maddening to watch the growth over the last year, knowing that like, maybe you're going to be a part of it, but maybe you're not. And you know, it's, I think it was more maddening for the other coaches who knew I was going through the process so I have to totally give a big shout out to the coaches because they were emailing and texting and calling and saying, what's the status on Allison? What's going on with her? They were having coffee with me and, you know, just keeping me connected through social media, just letting them know that I had an advocate in them. So I think it's maddening for them because <laughs> they knew what's happening. I'm just like, I don't really know what's going on. 
It's so funny when you're waiting to hear about a job, which, of course, with something like Tonal, the stakes are so much higher than like, quote unquote, regular job. But like whenever it's like you're in the interview process and you're super excited about it and then you don't hear and then it's a long time and then you have another conversation with him, you get excited all over again and then you don't hear. And it's like you have to turn your brain off and be like, I didn't want it that much anyway. (laughs) I had a few of those moments. I'm not going to lie. I've had a few of those like, you know what? it's fine. This was a good experience. And I was trying to create this thing. And then then they would call me back, Hey, can you come in and do another test shoot? We have a new set. We want to see how it works there. And so I get excited again. And then, you know, it's like nothing for a little bit. And then the third time around, it was the brand new set. They had a teleprompter and they had hair and makeup coming in. So I was like, okay, they're just investing a lot in this three hour shoot. So I kind of felt a bit more like, okay, things are moving in the right direction. So there was a little lull, but yeah, it's, and it's weird because as a trainer, I know that I'm an efficient and a good trainer, an effective trainer. I know all of these things about my ability in that realm, but tonal is just another beast. It's just something, I mean, yeah, I can create an Instagram video and it's great and whatever, but when you have this whole production a part of you, like the insecurities from like when you're 13 years old and, you know, like all of those start to trickle in like, well, do I look good enough on camera? And should I be like thinner or should I be like have more muscles? And so you start to do this weird thing with like yourself. And the reality was nowhere along the process did anyone say anything negative. Like all the feedback I got was always super positive or super constructive to help me for the next time. Um, yeah. So I had to do a little bit of internal work with myself to ensure like, you're fine. Like it's business, it's a process. Like, you know how this works. It's, totally. It's interesting as you see these connected fitness pieces of equipment really kind of like burst into the cultural zeitgeist. You know what I mean? And that it's like, it's this new level of the profession that didn't exist when all of the people who are kind of hitting that level, it didn't exist when you started your career. It wasn't an option. And so it's almost like, I don't know, like when radio first started and like the vaudeville stars were like, what? I can go and talk in front of a microphone and the whole country can hear me at the same time. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's just such a shift in mindset. And it's really fascinating to watch and that there are lots of people that are, I'm sure, very successful at what they do at a one-on-one level. But there's just this other thing yeah, it, it's really interesting because yeah. because you have to have the presence just like you would if you were like a, a rock star or, you know, a big country singer, that kind of thing. You have to have this presence that just a, a personal trainer one on one doesn't have. And you have to have this ability to do all these things at the same time, be watching where the cameras are and be watching the teleprompter. Remember to cue things. You know, It's like your mind has to do all that. But you have to look perfectly normal and natural while you do it. <laughs> It's funny. I actually was filming yesterday for a new workout. And one of the producers, it's funny, he's in the back because I have this thing that I've never done until this shoot. And I kept closing my hands like in front of me. And that's just, it's not what you should be doing in that element with camera and editing and everything. And so he's behind the, another producer and he keeps doing this. (laughs) And like mock, like showing me what I should do, like open your hands. And I just say, you're such a good stage dad. I mean, he was just trying to help me through the moment of just open your hands, smile big, you know, (laughs) energy. So it's like all those little things that you just forget about. 
Totally. Totally. It's funny. I never thought about that. Like from like podcasting and having a radio background, I'm used to the idea of having a verbal crutch. I never thought of having it's weird to say physical crutch because a physical crutch is literally a crutch. But in this situation, like, you know, of having a like you do your hands a certain way, you can't do that or quit cocking your head to the side or whatever. Yeah. Never thought about it. And it's so easy if you're doing a podcast because we can edit our own. So, you know, that kind of thing out. You can't do that when you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. You, and, you learn about these weird quirks that you do. Like I like yeah. raise an eyebrow or I do something. <laughs> you start learning a lot about yourself in this process that you don't even think about. Oh my God. I love all the details. This yeah. is so great. Yeah. I love that. This when, is what I'm supposed to be talking about, but it's, <laughs> it's real. It's, you know, it's, it is. Because you look at, you know, I think I was also intimidated because I'm looking at these amazing trainers and all the coaches are so smart. I think that's another element. They are all, like I listen to them talk, we're in a group chat and they just know their stuff and they are so eloquent when they speak. And so I watch them, I'm thinking to myself, I just feel like I'm flailing around like the whole time. <laughs> and then you see yourself, you're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Okay. okay. All right. You guys made a good decision. We're good. Like this. <laughs> I think that's true whenever you start a new job, though. Oh, my gosh. Tom and I talk about this all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, because uh, I might have had my moments of imposter syndrome. Oh, imposter, that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. And so Tom's always like he has to, like, walk me through, like, here's all the accomplishments yes. you have done. Like, you did not make those up. Yeah. Like, oh these God. things occurred. You have these skills. It's OK. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, I've been with you for almost a decade now. I can I can attest. You're very good at bossing people around. <laughs> and so project management, like it's <laughs> chef's kiss. You're going to be great. Awareness. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's so nice to hear, though, that even somebody at your level can have those moments of like, I need to think about this, like logically, not emotionally. But that's the point of it, right? Like, regardless of your level, you never think you're at that level or you deserve to be at that level, right? Like, I think that's I shouldn't say everybody feels that there, yeah, are, certain, there are people <laughs> there are certain people. Well, we don't want to go too far afield who are maybe in a position that they're not equipped to handle. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but and they think they're doing great. But I think most people have feel like that. Yeah. So I think that's the normal place. I think it's healthy. I think it keeps you humble. It keeps you grounded. It's just a nice reminder that you're human. And I think that's, that's helping me through that process is that I'm not expected to be perfect. I'm expected to be myself. Then it feels better. It feels more authentic. Like yesterday, once I realized... I'm talking like a robot. I'm using my hands. Like, you know, I'm having a total Ron Burgundy, like, <laughs> so fixated on my hands that I lost my spark. I lost my sparkle. I lost so much. I had to remember, this has been a long journey for you to get here. You are here. And now just bring you. They can edit things out. They can coach you, but just bring yourself to it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And speaking of uh, that, that's great. That goes right into the next question. What do you think makes you unique as a trainer, as an instructor? I like to think of myself as I am like silent strength or like soft strength. I'm not one of those trainers that's like going to like jump on your back as you're doing push-ups or, you know, like I'm not, I don't want you to throw up. Like, <laughs> Because if you throw up, then I'm going to throw up. And then it's like a weird thing. So it's like, I, <laughs> well, that's just like not my style and no shade to anyone who does. But I think for me, it's this level of empathy and this level of true care for each person. Like I want them to feel that I got your back. 
I'm in your corner. We're going to get through this together. I have feedback like my clients or when I teach group fitness classes, they're like, your tone of voice, it's pleasantly annoying because you (laughs) will tell me to, you know, okay, now we're going to go into about 45 seconds of mountain climbers. And I want you to dig deep. And they're like, mountain climbers are awful. And here you are like lullabying me through this. (laughs) It's like, I don't know what to do with that information. So I think I I do bring that. I bring a, a little bit of that. And also because of my journey into fitness, I remember like this, the beginning, I remember how difficult it was for me to get started in my journey. And I remember just my struggles and the mental game that it played. So I, I like to just meet people where they are, get in the trenches with them and also give them a really good workout to where they feel strong. Like they just feel like when you're done with me in a workout or a class, my goal is for you to walk out of that room, walking taller feeling more connected to something deep inside of yourself and realizing that it doesn't end in the studio. It doesn't end in the gym. It doesn't end after you finish your tonal workout. It transfers into your relationships. It transfers into how you walk down the street, how you walk into the office, how you you know handle your finances. You're just more empowered to do more for yourself because you took the time to work on yourself in that moment with me. Wow. Well, you mentioned your journey of fitness. Let's back up a little bit. How did that start? Like, what were your struggles like? I got into fitness by accident. It was never in the cards for me. In my mind, from the age of 14 years old, I was going to become this marketing executive. I had a corner office somewhere in a high building overlooking a city, preferably New York, and, you know, wearing high heeled shoes, suits, and a briefcase. Like, that's all I can imagine. And I did that path. I went to school for marketing. I went to Penn State and I did all the internships that I needed with you know big marketing companies and media companies. And I did all the things and I graduated college, went to work for a media company. And it's funny, we always joke and say like, I literally worked for the man. Like this was like, it's the largest media company in the world. And that's where I worked. And at 25 years old, I was so stressed. I was like, this is not what I signed up for. And I think I also realized that I'm a horrible employee. Like I, I just realized like, I just, I don't do well people telling me what to do. And I like <laughs> things like, well, why? And now it comes back full circle. My mom said when I was about four or five years old, the doctor asked like in a checkup, like, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, the boss, that's all that <laughs> my mom was just like mortified and I was so indignant about it. So I don't come full circle that I'm not meant to work in a corporate like marketing job. This is not going to work. And so through that process, I was really struggling with depression and anxiety and, you know, just trying to figure this life out, you know, just like, well, that has to be a super scary moment when you like spend your life, you chase your dream, you kind of get your dream and you're just like, yeah, maybe not that one. Yeah. And you just get, you're you're lost again. You know, it's like, you're like, okay, I thought this was a thing. And so I quit my job at 25 and I took like a gap year. I never really did that. And I went to Europe for about a year and not doing it like, like the visa legal way. It was like, I'll go for like two and a half months, come back home, repack my stuff and then go back. And then after the third time, when like the passport control, people are looking at your passport. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) this is not right. So they started asking questions. So I said, okay, this is my last time to do this. But in that process, I was taking better care of myself. I was working out. 
I was in Switzerland. I was in the small village in Switzerland between like a pasture and a vineyard. No one really spoke English. So, you know, it was a lot of just me spending time with myself and taking like really cheap flights to England or to London to visit a friend. And I was just looking better and I was feeling better and just taking better care of myself. And I come back to America and gained the weight back. Anxiety came back, depression came back, skin's breaking out, everything's going crazy. And that's when I knew. I knew that there was something that I was doing about my lifestyle when I was in Europe that I was not subscribing to and committing to and prioritizing when I was back in the States. And so from there, I started just working out more and using social media. At the time, it was Twitter. And so I would just like use Twitter to like talk about my workouts and talk about my food. And sorry, my dog all of a sudden is so dehydrated that he's drinking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> him to take care of himself and prioritize his hydration. So good job, bud. <laughs> That's how inspiring of a coach you are. That's it. You're a natural. Literally, you know, he's, he's taken notes. So, but I went through that process and people started reaching out to me like, Hey, can you train me or do this? I'm thinking, no, this isn't for you. This is all about me. Like go somewhere else. And then it clicked. Then it was like, if people are inspired by you and they want to connect with you, that is the goal. That's the dream right there because it's passion driven and it's purpose led and it's something that you enjoy and so I did, I got my certifications and I did all of the certs and then I did nutrition and then I did life coaching and kind of created this package. And from there, it, it's just kind of grown. So about 10 years later, 10, almost 11 years, I've kind of crafted this new life. And to your point, me thinking that my life was going to look like one direction and now seeing where it is now. I mean, who I am as a person, who I am as a woman, who I am as a professional I wouldn't have it any other way. I can't even imagine that life that I thought I wanted. It just seems so inauthentic to who I am now. So it's been a journey and I've learned a lot about myself. And to your point with this new technology and then we add in COVID now and sheltering in place, the, the fitness world just continues to evolve and it evolves so quickly that thank goodness I love what I do. And that I'm in a place that like inspires me and I'm curious to keep growing with it. So I don't mind all the changes and I'm open to like seeing like, okay, what could this look like and how can I fit? Because when you find that dream thing, you want to do it forever. And I want to do it as long as like I'm like can. So like, why not? Oh my gosh. You can tell how much you love it. Totally. It just comes through. <laughs> and you know, here's the thing when your family looks at you sideways as families are wont to do, Right. You ended up marketing yourself <laughs> and you are back at a media company, <laughs> right? Like you've kind of come full circle, but you did it your way. I'm adding that to the next to our upcoming Thanksgiving dinner. Like I need to <laughs> see. <laughs> yeah. He's good, isn't he? <laughs> By the way, everyone. Just right. like, <laughs> 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 you're, you're, yeah, it comes full circle and yeah. Definitely can't wait for Thanksgiving now. This is gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> because I know that like I'm sure your parents were like, you went to Penn State, you spent all this money on this degree, and then now you're gonna go tell people to lift weights? Like what? Like they're I mean, because families boil it down to something that's ridiculously simplistic. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what you do. Well, you know what? I'm so grateful for my parents because they know their child. They know <laughs> 
You know, like they, they know. And perfect example, when I graduated college, all my friends are getting cars and trips and all these things. And I got a life coach. Like, <laughs> and I just remember like, <laughs> no 21 year old wants a life coach. And then I go to this life coach who then tells me, that marketing and sales is not what I should be doing. Like, I will not be successful in that. So I'm like, great. And this, this person is telling me what I can't do and everything. And when I made the decision to leave corporate America, my mom is human resources. She's been in human resources as long as I've been alive. So she understands business and headcount and all these things. My dad's an entrepreneur and they both were nervous because it was like, she's built all this up. You know, she's done all the the things we've never had to worry about her. She's always wanted to work all these things. And so when I left, it was, it was mixed emotions. It was, we're glad that you got corporate experience. We're glad that you got to just understand that game because it's important. I think, especially now that I'm older and the relationship I have, you know, both my parents came from humble beginnings and both of my parents worked really, really hard. And I think for them, it was We want to ensure that our daughter, who is a Black woman in America, just has exposure and can really just live her life however she wants to. And so there was a part of that of like, okay, she did that. And now she's on this new path. And they were really supportive. They were always supportive. They didn't quite understand it. I mean, even now with the tonal launch, I sent my parents like the sizzle video and everything. And also my stepmom too. My stepmom is also very supportive. And, you know, my dad, I think he accounts for like 200 of the views on the YouTube link. <laughs> Watch it over and over again from different devices. And my stepmom was like super jazzed because she used to do fitness when she was younger. So we clung jazz on that. And my mom is still kind of like, so are you in the machine or <laughs> what? what? <laughs> so I think they're all just really excited about it. And I think for them... You know, and when I talk to my mom, especially because, you know, we're really close and she lives in North Carolina. So this year has been really tough. We haven't seen each other since Christmas. So that's been really tough. And uh, every time I talk to her and give her an update about tonal or just like what I'm doing, she just will always say, I just can't stop smiling. Like, I mean, I just can't stop. Like, this is what every parent wants for their child is just to find something that they love be able to make an impact in the world, leave a legacy to have people who can say, because of Allison, I was able to do this. And she's like, and that's all I really care about. And I think also my parents are happy that, you know, I can make a living from it, that like, you know, I didn't have sure. to like move back in with them, or, <laughs> like, which I did during my journey. Like they both got their share of me <laughs> living with them for a little bit in my- Did mid- they get their share of you or did they get their fill of you? There's a difference. <laughs> It depends on the day. Now, because like we physically cannot spend physical time, I think now they're kind of like, oh, you know, like my dad will just like drive by my apartment and give me like an air hug. And my mom now is like sorted out Zoom. So she Zooms a lot more. It's But it's, it's good. You know, I think like the journey and that's what I was talking about today, actually, you know, it's like, it really has come full circle. And it's funny. I even spoke on a webinar with that life coach that told me that marketing wasn't for me literally about a week ago. What? I, I, yeah, it was, it's been bizarre. It's, it's <laughs> just like a nutty situation. But I think that's the part that I think we forget. And especially right now with everything that's going on in the world, 
is that sometimes we get stuck in our own stuff and it's hard to see the bigger picture. And so when you have these moments where you can just talk through them or think through them, like I'm a big fan of journaling and sometimes I'll just go back to old journals that I've written. I mean, they're actually right behind me and I grab them every now and then and just kind of like open up a page like, where was I? You know, in 2013, April 3rd. And it's like, whoa, well, I was a hot mess. (laughs) That's crazy. But I think it's important that we take these moments to stop and think because it can be really easy to forget the bigger picture and it can be really easy to forget who we are and what we bring to the world. And so this whole thing has just been nuts, but it's been fun. And I'm like so excited for what's next. You should be. Yeah, you absolutely should be. And and on that note, what kind of classes and programs should we expect from you on Tonal? Well, I have a bit of a reputation in the Bay Area, especially around helping people to build the best booties in the Bay Area. So (laughs) I like where this is headed. Yeah. So I would love to be, and my best friend actually introduces me to her like coworkers and friends as her butt coach. (laughs) Yeah. I've many a time, someone's like, oh, you're Allison, her butt coach. And I'm like... (laughs) Or her best friend, but sure, her butt coach is fine. (laughs) So actually on Friday, I just recorded a new workout that is all about the booty. And I tried it out on Tuesday and I was sore up until Friday morning. So I think it's going to be the good type of burn. Yeah. So hopefully that core work is something too. So I really like, I really like doing bigger lifts that really help you to engage your glutes and your core and just help you feel truly connected to your body. Because I think sometimes for my, I'll speak for me personally, when I feel the strongest when I'm working out is when I feel everything is working together. It's about feeling supported by my body. That makes me just feel like I can do anything. So I definitely love that aspect and I hate cardio. So I put little bursts of cardio in there because it's like, if you're like me and you don't really enjoy cardio, like I'm looking at my bike that I is probably collecting like dust and cobwebs. Because like, you know, I was like, I'm going to do like biking. That's how I'm going to like up my cardio game. I'm, I've not upped it at all. <laughs> so like throwing in some cardio in there, throwing in core always, but like hopefully anyone looking to build like a really nice booty that's strong and, and helps to power you through your day. But maybe occasionally, you know, like my goal or my hope is that people train with me And we do a really good like booty program. And then they're in the grocery store and they're walking past like the frozen food aisle and they catch themselves like in the reflection. And they just like, that's my butt. My butt looks awesome. (laughs) That's what I want for people. I want people to like do that, like walking down the street and just like take a step back and look and say, that's a nice booty. That's mine. I built that. That's a pretty solid goal. Yeah. I like that. So I have a question about butts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> President butt coach. Let's let's have it. Let's get started. Sure. So when you're building the better booty, as you say, are the exercises the same for men as they are for women? Do, do, do people ultimately need to do the same thing? Because I think the butts would look different, but is that more biological than fitness driven? Yeah, it's more biological because of just the way, I mean, even for women, our Q angle or where our hips are situated in our bone structure, it's just going to be a little bit different. But I mean, at the end of the day, the musculature of the butt or the glutes are, are pretty much the same. And what, what I find is that for women that I've found is that it's more of their approach to getting there versus men. Men that I tend to train, I'll speak just with my own collective experience, but men that I tend to train, they're really interested in, you know, deadlift 
deadlifts and squats and going heavier and different things like that. Whereas I find women like, they like more of like the toning aspect of it. They want it to lift and they, it has a little bit more of an aesthetic goal, which in both cases, whether you want to build it for aesthetics or for power or for function, it still is pretty much the same thing. It's still really ensuring that you have strong hinge patterns, that you're really making sure that you're being able to activate the glutes. And this is something where I think a lot of people don't realize is that the gluteus maximus is the biggest muscle in the body. And yet we sit on it a lot of the times. It's not as active as as it could be for being as large as it is within the body. And so spending a lot of time activating the glutes and really creating ways, these small micro movements to really activate it so that it can actually get the best input and effort from whatever move you do, whether it's squatting, you're lunging, you're running, you're swimming, you're biking, you're boxing, you're whatever you're doing, or just walking through life. So there's a part of that too, of the understanding of don't just go and do a million squats and think that you're going to build a better booty. It's a multifaceted approach. That's what I always say. You know, we're going to get to the minute details of the glutes. We're going to look at how your hips are working. We're looking at what's going on in the core. We're looking at the whole body because, you know, also we look at our bodies, our, our glutes are kind of right in the middle. You know, they're right there between the upper body and the lower body. So they work really hard for us as well. So it's, it's also that. And I think what people start to notice when they start to activate their glutes and they start to feel their glutes fire when they're doing other moves, that's when they get excited about trying new things and they get excited about getting into the squat rack because it feels different now. And they're feeling sore in a good way and they're feeling stronger and they're running faster or they're, you know, doing all these things. That's why, that's why I really enjoy about that. You know, I like, I like butts and I cannot lie. What can I say? (laughs) The philosophy of the butt. (laughs) So it's, it's a great muscle to work. And I just think that, you know, we can always work it. And there's so many cool things you can do. That's what I love about too. It's, It's a very versatile muscle group to work on. Interesting. I don't know that I feel like my glutes fire as often as they should, but I have noticed since I've I've had my tonal that I find that I work my abs. I can feel my abs in doing exercises or moves that I never could before. So maybe I'm getting to the booty. I don't know. <laughs> connected. Literally, it's all connected. And that's, I think, what really got me interested in learning deeper about the body when I started training is I would, I would just like people, I love people watching and I would just look at people and I would like look at their bodies or look at their body posture. And I would think, and I would just kind of quiz myself if I were their trainer, what angle would I come at them with or what, like, and I would research it and I would go back and say, okay, this person's like standing this way. And what are the possibilities that are creating this dysfunction? And I, that's how I just really learned a lot about how everything's connected. And, and I'm still learning so much because each person is so different and I can be dead set on like, this is where it is. And then I find out like, oh, it's your right pinky toe is <laughs> the dysfunction or something. You're like, huh. So I'm still, you know, I get to play in that space, but I think you're right there, Crystal. I think it's, and it's that awareness that I think if we are more present in our workouts, and that's why I would say working out is a part of self-care and self-care is connecting with yourself and listen to what you need and being able to deliver that back to your body. And that's why I think when you're working out, you're like, oh, I feel my core now. Okay, things are working. Then it's like, where else can I engage? I mean, even with Coach Liz, she did a breath workshop and a core workshop the other night. 
And we were just breathing. And I, she was like, now breathe into your left side. Now breathe into your right side. And I was feeling things that I didn't anticipate to feel. And I got so excited about that. And I was thinking, okay, then I did my workout the next day. And I was thinking about that. And it was a completely different workout. It huh. was like from my feet up to my core, I felt a different connection by just paying attention to how I'm utilizing my diaphragm as I breathe. That's fascinating. So I thought you mentioned earlier, one of the classes that you did was meditation, or you'll be doing more meditations on tonal as well, right? Yes. Yeah, I I love meditation because I'm so bad at it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way about brain surgery. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a type of person where... And I get maybe it's the Aquarian in me. I'm not sure. But like, I just don't like someone telling me that it has to just be this thing. You know, like sit down, quiet your mind and sit in silence. And my brain doesn't work like that. My whole existence doesn't work like that. Like I go get a massage and it's actually more stressful for me because I'm thinking of all the things I have to do later or I'm like, my brain is just moving a mile a minute. So the way that I approach meditation is more of an active meditation. So it's guided and I'm asking you questions and I'm, and I'm using meditation as a way to connect your breath with your thoughts and with your body. And if you can access all three of those, then when you are in the real world, you start to get feedback and you know how to handle it. Like if you are in a meeting with a coworker that just gets under your skin and you, you can start to process what you're thinking about that, like go meta for a second and just think like, what's happening here? And then you pay attention and you're like, you're not breathing. You know, you're breathing into your chest, you're holding your breath and you're wondering why you're so reactive to this person. Like I'm trying to give you tools to help you to, okay, let me get back to my breath. Let me redirect my breath to be supportive of me in this moment. Cause it's a fleeting moment. Every moment is fleeting. So we put so much pressure and emphasis on every single moment of our lives. And it becomes like our reality where it's like, you know what, take a step back, connect to your breath, get meta with your thoughts, redirect, and then move that way. So that's how I like to use meditation again, because I'm so bad at like the traditional one, but it, it really has helped me and it helps, you know, I'm actually doing something in our Facebook community on Monday about stillness. There's strength in stillness. And we're so used to being on autopilot and go, well, I am, excuse me. Like, I mean, I'm going a mile a minute. I'm talking a mile a minute right now. And just to slow down and sit with your stuff. I always say that, sit with your stuff for a little bit. Like, don't try to avoid it. Don't sweep it under the rug because it's going to come back. It's going to come back in the weirdest ways. Just sit with it, acknowledge it, breathe into it. What's coming up for you? And it's been really helpful for me. And so I started doing it with my clients before sessions or sometimes they'll come into train. I look at them. I said, there's no way I'm putting you into a squat rack. You're already carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. I can't, this won't be resourceful. So sometimes our sessions are just breathing and I'm asking them questions like, what are you grateful for in this moment? What are you looking forward to? What are you proud of? And then, you know, 30 minutes later, their posture is better. And it's like, okay, let's try something else. Let's try working out. Let's get physical. And they just are, boom, you know, so we have a 30 minute session that's just so effective because they needed a moment with themselves they didn't take before coming into the gym. Do you recognize those moments in yourself when you need them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because I'm a very anxious person. I've been like that since I was a child. And I wake up every morning very anxious. Every morning I, I wake up and it's about a few minutes of like, 
having to have a moment with myself. So I'm very, very intentional about how I start my mornings because if I don't give myself time to really arrive into the day, then that anxiety just takes the driver's seat. And so throughout the day, I do, I pay attention to like these biofeedback of when my breathing is shallow or if I, you know, feel like my skin will feel hot or I can't connect with my thoughts. And it's like, okay, you need to take a moment. Something's happening. There's a disconnect and you're now not being resourceful. And I intentionally want to show up resourceful as often as I can. So it almost feels like I'm fighting with myself when I feel that come up and it's like something's off and that little like check into light comes on and you can do that. So I, I found that it's been a lot easier. And it's interesting now that I'm in a very healthy relationship right now. And it's interesting how when you're in a healthy relationship, I was just talking about this last night, when you're in a healthy relationship, new things show up because you don't have to rely on your past like defense mechanisms and like your coping skills. So now there's like new things that show up for me. And so I'm learning, relearning a lot of things within myself. I'm, I'm learning how to be silent when like, okay, you know what? If I open my mouth, fiery venoms is going to spew. <laughs> Maybe I should take my own advice and sit with my stuff for a little bit before I say anything. And it's been like, oh, this is actually really cool. And that's what I love about fitness because it's not just the physical. And I think if we can learn to invite that other part of ourselves into it, the cycle and like that happens, it's so lovely. It's so lovely. Wow. I feel like I'm learning a lot here. I feel like I'm getting a, a personal training session right yeah. now. <laughs> this, is, this is super deep. She's like, cool, I'll invoice you. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up now, but I'm, I'm glad that we've discussed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, are you still doing your one-on-one personal training sessions as you transition into being a tonal coach? I am. And, you know, with COVID, I think in the shelter in place, I should say more so the shelter in place, everything went virtual. I mean, for me, once we had the notice of shelter in place in San Francisco, I literally turned the living room into a fitness studio, literally overnight. I had ring lights delivered. We displaced the dog's bed to another part in the living room now. You know, I got all this equipment. And so from there, it really showed me how I want to spend my time and the clients that I want to take on. So there are certain clients that they just couldn't handle the virtual space, which was fine. So we, we have a different way that we work now. So it's more of like a group setting. So it's more of I put people in a group and their workouts that they do. And I kind of coach them through that because it's just easier for them to make that transition. But I only have now a handful of clients that I'm really working with. And now because of this, because it's virtual, we go deeper. So now I'm going oh. into their sleep. I'm going deeper into their nutrition. I'm going deeper into their self-care. So it's just changed. So my quality of attention to each client now has elevated. So I'm not taking on as many clients now. Um, okay. So is running really well because they get, you know, not the high touch that they're used to, but they still get me and they still get, you know, I'll hop in with videos and, and recipes and different things like that. But then I have about four clients that I work with more intentionally and intimately with on looking at all different areas of their life and seeing how that translates because, you know, they don't may not have access to a tonal, they may not have access to all the equipment. So I have to ensure that they're still getting progress in their wellness through this time and until we can get back to something that resembles what it was when we had a gym or things like that. 
So then just to bring the narrative full circle, I'm curious, is one of those clients the guy who bought the tonal? <laughs> yeah. So we take a step back now, but we're coming back full circle because he's a runner. So now we're looking at like new, like, you know, just like looking at new things because when you, I think for all my clients, what's really great. And actually he doesn't still know, he doesn't know about the tonal what? thing. He doesn't know yet. So I'm like trying to like, let the surprise be when you pop up in the machine on him. <laughs> you want to create his worst nightmare. We create what we fear. And here we go. Yeah. So I'm like, kind of like waiting. I'm like waiting for the text message to come in. Uh, if it does week, I'll probably just like text him a picture of my program or something. I'm still waiting for that. So yeah, so he's like, but he did just send like an interesting Facebook, like he commented on something on Facebook. So now I'm like, okay, I think now he knows. I think now. <laughs> so it's, it's nice. And I think now people also get it. They get, listen, like, especially in the Bay Area, this is where we are right now. So I think yeah. that whole, this isn't real, you know, the stages of grief that kind of, I think we all went through when we started to know that, you know, hey, you're going to be in your home for a long time. And I live in a, in a loft with no doors and, and no walls and no rooms. So when you live with your partner, you're working from home, it's like, you know, so now I think we're all over the hump. And then, so I think more people are interested in what can I do at home and right. like, what does my fitness look like now? So that's, what's getting kind of exciting for me as people are coming back and saying, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this because my job says that we're not going back to the office till 2021. So, you know, or, you know. It seems like that might very well be the case. Yeah. My day job is booking concerts. So you can imagine yeah. what, I, what I do all day, which is read a book. Yeah. So, but hey, we're grateful. We're, yes, we're both still employed. So we are we are very, very, very grateful. grateful. I just like <laughs> as you switch chapters, you're like, well, how long are they going to let me do this? <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. You said that you got all your certificates and stuff. And I know there's a ton out there. Do you recommend one program over another? So I, my personal training is through NASM, which at the time, I mean, that was years ago. That was like the one. And it's very comprehensive. I really enjoy the way that they program. But then through there, I have my precision nutrition certification as well, which I love their approach to nutrition. So I even have some clients who've actually taken the certification just so that way our dialogue around nutrition is matched and is equal. So those are the two kind of pillars. But over the course of the past 10 years, a coach Natalie from Tonal, she recommended Girls Gone Strong, which I really enjoyed that one because it really created an opportunity to look at women in a different way. Because what we've learned is that the typical training protocol for certifications are based off of the male population for hmm. of it. So there's not that many exceptions to the rule or even considerations for the female body when looking at even just the difference with hormones and how our bodies adapt differently to different types of workouts or different regimens of workout, different types of nutrition, sleep, and different things like that. So that really helped me to zone in even more so on working with women to find those differences. So I still train my, my men and women clients the same, but now I just have a bit more information. I can ask different questions for women and I can schedule their programming based off of where they are in their life, where they are in their bodies and to have a more productive training session versus just like it's a cookie cutter. Cause I don't think as a trainer, nothing should ever be cookie cutter. It should always be deliberate. And that's what I love about tonal. I don't think a lot of people understand or know 
But when we are asked to create a workout or a program, we're submitting evidence-based information for why we're programming what we're doing. We're taking time to research and to ensure that every move that we're putting in to that workout or that program has a purpose and it's going to serve the outcome that we're looking for and that it's going to ensure safety and efficacy and all those things where I think really is why I love Tonal. Honestly, like one of the big things I love about it is that there's this evidence-based material behind it. And it's not just, all right, just pull some weights and do some things. So that's what I really enjoy about it. So those are the two. And then Girls Gone Strong. And then just throughout that, I'm always just like looking for different ways to, to get certified, honestly. Prenatal and postnatal. I'm looking at, you know, I've done that. I've done trigger point. I've done animal flow. I've done kettlebells. I've done barefoot training. It's a thing. It's in the whole movement. So, you know, I think that it's as a trainer and as a coach, for me, it's important to always stay up to date and to always be interested in what's new, what's coming out. Because at the same time, my body is changing and evolving. And so I tend to now look for, I mean, yeah, I'm like 36 now. So like things are just different. Like after 35, the body just starts to make up its own rules about like what's possible and what's not possible. And that I started to research certifications that could help me understand my body better and then pay it forward to other people. Hmm. I might reach out to you if you don't mind for a list of some recommendations because I am a little bit older than you and I didn't have the background of being athletic when I was younger. So I think that I need to do some research to kind of figure out what I need to do for a well-rounded. So I'm, I'm curious. I might pick your brain if that's okay. Absolutely. I, I could geek out on that stuff forever. So anytime. <laughs> Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, I guess our last question is just, do you have any advice for new people to the total community or just fitness in general? The biggest thing I would just always remind people, and I think not just newer people, I think even veterans and those who are more are, are seasoned in their, their fitness journey is understand it's not about perfection. And I think that it's the effort and the progress that really matters. That's what the body cares about. That's what the body thrives on is overcoming the adaptations that we're having. And if we just remember that it's not about doing everything perfect, we want to have make sure that our form is safe and that we are keeping our bodies as healthy as possible, but just showing up, that's the first step. Because if you don't show up, then everything else is for naught because you're not even in the room. You're not even in front of the tunnel. You're not even lacing up your shoes. So just rem- remembering that if you just show up and you understand that fitness is this radical form of self-care. It opens up so much for you in your life and it helps you to frame your workouts now as a privilege and a gift and an opportunity versus a chore or a to-do or this thing that you have to do because society tells you you have to. And that way you, you, you look forward to your workouts. You look forward to like seeing me or coach Nico or coach Paul or Pablo or Jackson or France. I mean, all the whole crew, you get excited because you know that you're doing something that's going to pay these like exponential dividends in every area of your life. It's magic. It's absolute magic. And if you think of it as magic, then you lean into it and it's fun. So just don't forget that, like lean into it and just show up for yourself. And for no one else just show up for yourself because you deserve that every day. Wow. You're very inspiring. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess before we go, where can people find you on the various social media platforms? Yeah. 
So I've made it very easy. So it's on any social media platform. If you just look up Allison Tibbs, you can find me because I had to make it my name or else I forget what my names were on social media. <laughs> I was like forgetting. I was like, it's fit by. And I was like, okay, it's just my name from now on. So if you just <laughs> up Allison Tibbs on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, I'm there. I'm sharing a lot of my life. I also am a self-proclaimed occasional hot mess. So you'll see some of that hot messiness show up throughout, especially during Shells from Place. A lot of that has surfaced on my social. So, But I'd love to connect with people. If you have questions or you're, you're looking for something, just reach out. I, I love to connect and talk and, and talk shop or whatever it is you need. So I hope to connect with more of you soon. That's fabulous. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. No problem. Thank you both and have a great rest of your day. You too. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So I guess that brings this one to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next time? We are going to talk to Tess Ramey Milkovic. And we apologize if we got that wrong. Yes. We're trying. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be super exciting because we're going to hear about her fitness journey. And as a side note, she hates cardio. So I find that interesting. (laughs) Absolutely. Awesome. So uh, until next time, where can people find you? People can find me at facebook.com slash crystal D O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at clip out crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash superset podcast. Also, don't forget, wherever you're getting your podcast from, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. So that's it for this one. Until next time, keep lifting. Superset is made possible in part by support from Tonal.